Hello, and welcome back to the It Gets Better podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Atkinson. I just ate a cookie, and I feel like it's like stuck in my throat. So I might have to pause a few times and cough it out. Is there always something happening to me when I record this podcast? I feel like there's always, like, I'm sniffly, or there's a fire truck going outside, or there's the cruise ship outside honking, or I'm coughing up a cookie. You know, I apologize. However, moving on from that, I saw a post on Instagram this morning from the holistic psychologist. I really love following her. And she posted, crying activates the parasympathetic nervous system and lowers cortisol levels. Allow yourself to cry. It's the body's attempt at self-regulation. And I've talked a lot. Actually, I don't know if I've talked a lot, but I've talked about nervous nervous system regulation and how I'm learning a little bit about it because I noticed that I think my nervous system for a very long time was unregulated. And I just when I saw this post, I was looking at the at the comments and it was so many people saying like how hard it is for them to cry. And that some people saying like they have, con- there's one comment, I've conditioned myself not to cry. I'm not going to say anyone's name. Like obviously these comments are public on a post. So I think it's okay for me to read them, but I'm not going to say anyone's name. But one comment says, I've conditioned myself not to cry, to not give my mother satisfaction when I was younger. That is so sad. Next one says, when I got sober, I wasn't able to cry for a long time. Then my mom passed away and I cried for two months straight. It took her death to unfreeze that part of me now. I cry often now and I feel so grateful for the tears when they come. It's not very easy for me to cry and I often wish I could cry easier to release the emotions. Interesting. I've just been reading through them and like seeing someone who says, if I'm crying, someone else starts to cry, I stop. If my, It's my childhood need to take care of others. It's getting better. Also, crying doesn't feel good to me. Sometimes I feel drained and worn out for several days with a headache. And then someone else commented, my therapist is anti-crying as a coping strategy. She says it shouldn't be done because it actually isn't good for you. She recommends doing something engaging instead. What? No! Crying is a natural state. When did when did we become a society? Like not all not all of these comments are like against crying, but I'm saying that comment specifically. When did we become a society that's against crying? Something that our body does naturally. Imagine your body trying to cry because obviously it needs to release something and your therapist is like, mm, you shouldn't be doing that. Now, I think if you're crying like 24-7 every single day, you should probably go and speak to someone. But that is your that is your body trying to let you know that something is wrong, if that was the case. And I also saw this comment, which I think is how I believe in crying and what I believe crying is and the benefits of crying. Someone said, there's so much stored up in tears. I used to have a meditation where the intention was to cry to release blocks. I remember after an intense session, feeling feeling the feelings as if I was about to get sick and it dawned on me. Wow, crying flushes out the body of illness. I believe science will catch up and I believe this knowing is suppressed. I don't know if it really flushes out illness, but I definitely believe it can flush out a lot of pent up emotions and feelings. Okay, one more and then I'll continue on. One comment says, do people ever feel like they're just too busy to cry? Like why sit in that emotion? Even if you know how healthy it would be, your body just won't let you. I relate to that. So moving on. I actually now have a crying routine. I was on my friend Julia's podcast last week. Whenever you hear this, I don't know what week that'll be anymore. But I also had her on my podcast and she was asking me about grief and grieving. And I talked a lot about how I went through a time where I was very numb. And I explained to her, her that I kind of created a crying routine. No one knows about my crying routine as well. And he... I was actually last night when I was talking to him because I had this routine. So it's kind of interesting that I saw this post on Instagram today. I almost feel like it was the universe's way of telling me like, okay, make this a podcast episode because 
last night I was telling Noah, like, I really feel like I need to go cry because I'm feeling really numb again. He's like, okay, have your time. And then afterwards he was like, how do you feel? And I told him, I feel so much better. And he was like, I think that's so cool that you can do that. And I was kind of embarrassed before thinking that when people heard that I had a crying routine, that they may think like, oh, that's really unhealthy. Like, why would you do that? Why not just cry whenever you need to cry? But I sort of taught myself to not know when I need to cry. Growing up, I was around a lot of masculine energy with like my grandparents and my grandpa specifically. And I I learned a lot about like, suck it up, don't cry. My grandpa was really big on like, you know, suck it up. Tears don't help anything. And my mom definitely was an anti-cry. If it was like a breakup or something and I was crying, she was definitely the type to hold me and you know make me feel better. But a lot of the times, the things I wanted to cry about would have been things that she did to me, the way she made me feel. Because I did grow up in a not so healthy an abusive household. So growing up with that, I wanted, I probably, I can't really name a specific time now anymore. It's so long ago, but wanted to cry as a child. But I do know that I often didn't allow myself to cry because I specifically do know this part that if I would cry after she would say something mean to me or after she would do something hurtful, she would then try and guilt me and tell me that I was just trying to make her feel bad and that all I was ever trying to do was to make her feel bad and that how I just thought she was the worst parent in the world and it would just escalate things to something I didn't want. So I taught myself somewhere along the line that crying didn't help my situation and that is really unhealthy. And as I got older, I have realized that I am able to cry when it comes to things like TV shows and music. Like if I'm listening to a sad song or if I'm watching like a sad movie or something or if I'm laughing a lot, I notice I can cry that way. But when it's my own emotions and I'm just sad, I don't even realize that I need to cry anymore. And that will make sense as to my crying routine very soon. And once my mom passed away, there was a time, quite a bit of time, where I noticed that I wasn't really sad as far as I could tell about my mom passing. I didn't feel sad anymore. I thought I must have just gotten over it. However, I had lost kind of all ounce of inspiration for my life. I was not inspired to do my job, to hang out with friends, to get out of bed, to talk to my husband, to to do really anything. And I would almost say that's borderline being depressed. Um, I don't want to say depression because I know that's something that's diagnosed, but I feel like it was, I was very depressed. I was very but I didn't feel sad, if that makes sense. Like I didn't feel sad. I just didn't feel happy. And I had no motivation to do anything. And I just felt very numb. Like it felt like nothing mattered. I felt like I had forgotten about my purpose in life. And every time someone would ask me like, oh, what? one of my friends, we were talking about our job once. And she was like, well, what things make you happy? And I was like, I don't really know anymore. Oh, well, okay. Well, what things used to make you happy? I can't remember. I don't really care. Or what are the things you look forward to? Nothing. I don't know. I just want to go sit on the couch and watch TV. And I realized I was like escaping my reality and just trying to numb and just binge and just zone out on how I was, my insides were probably screaming at me. And I realized that I would rather feel all of my emotions than none of my emotions. And I wish we could see feelings as something so beautiful and emotions as something so beautiful and not something so harmful And I think that's scary that there's a therapist out there that's telling people, like, crying isn't healthy. I'm like, you know, maybe there's some therapist that's going to come at me and be like, wow, it isn't. Maybe there's some scientific research, but I highly doubt that because our bodies naturally want to cry. The first thing a newborn does when it comes out usually is cry. It's okay. Like, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. It's a release. And I noticed when I would cry 
how much better I would feel after. And when I wasn't crying, I would feel this numbness. So there was a time when the numbness had really just built up. And I think I told Noah, I was like, I think I'm just really numb. And I think it finally was maybe bubbling up in me for so long that I could tell like my body really needed to cry after like a year or something of not crying after my mom passed. And I decided to think, okay, well, what makes me cry in like a normal, a natural setting? Sad TV shows, sad movies, certain music. So I made a playlist of all of my mom's favorite songs and then any song about the, you know, related to my childhood or related to sadness or growth or just anything that I knew would make me cry. And I made an entire playlist. I went in the bedroom. I put my headphones on. I had Noah play his video game, put his headphones on. So I felt very safe, like no one's listening because you don't want to feel uncomfortable. And I just listened and I let, I let myself see what happened. And it turned into a sob, a full body sob, like where I was crouched up and holding myself on the floor. It was the longest I had cried in the, the longest I can remember. I don't remember the last time I've cried. I had cried that much. And afterwards, I remember thinking like, I need to do this again. I, I already felt so much better and I could feel like life coming back into me after I let out that cry. It was just such an emotional release. And I almost felt like the trauma that I had just kind of pent up after my mom's passing, just thinking about my childhood was just sitting there and it helped me get rid of some of it. It helped me let go of some of it. So I developed a crying routine because I did it a few times like that, but I noticed I didn't want to cry often when that was my go-to for crying because, you know, someone said they didn't like crying because they feel sad or not. They, one of the comments I had read was something about how they would feel drained and everything the next day. And how, you know, for me, when I would cry afterwards, my nose would feel all stuffy. My eyes were really swollen and it wasn't like a good experience. I mean, that I felt good, but like my appearance wise or how I would feel like that, that wasn't a good experience. I didn't like that my nose would get all stopped up. So I decided to develop a little bit of a crying routine whenever I feel like I need it. And it can be as often as you want. It can be, you know, as less frequent as you want. So I realized in the shower, because of all the steam, it is draining my sinuses so that all of the sinuses that are getting backed up when you cry, you can kind of get out of the shower after and blow your nose and you don't have a stuffy, puffy face the next day. Because that, I think that was what was causing it is because when I was crying, it would turn into kind of like a sinus reaction. So now I will go in the shower, I'll take a hot shower, I will turn on my playlist that I still use. It's the same playlist still, you know, don't fix what isn't broken. And I will play it as long as I need to. Sometimes I'll put it on repeat once or twice and I'll just let myself cry. And the last time I did it, I was like leaning against the shower, like full body heaving sobs. And it's crazy because I used to see when I used to see myself when I would cry as like weak, like, oh, this is my weak moment. And now I see it as my strong moment. I realize that when I'm crying, I am allowing myself to say like something bothered me and I'm letting it go. I am allowing myself to release emotions and stored trauma and stored grief that is more beneficial for me to let go than to sit and hold on to and act like it's not bothering me. So now I see crying as something powerful and empowering and necessary to my life. And I'm not ashamed of that. And seeing that, you know, the holistic, holistic psychologist saying, or is it holistic psychiatrist or psychologist? Psychologist saying that it lowers your cortisol levels. I love that because I am someone that does tend to get pretty stressed and I know my cortisol levels can get pretty high and I do notice that I'm more stressed around the times 
when I have been pretty numb for a while, when I've not cried. So yeah, I don't know if this is crazy to someone and you're thinking, oh, I don't, don't want to do it. But if you have gone through something and you are one of these people who feels like you don't know how to cry anymore and crying is difficult or maybe you feel embarrassed to cry, come up with your own crying routine. Life is tough. It's okay if you need to release some things that you might not realize you're holding on to. And you can find the ways that works for you. I really do like the shower method, method okay? I think it's really beneficial. And I, when I get out of the shower afterwards, I'll do like a nice uh, kind of like a self-care moment moment to kind of like cheer myself up after. I got myself a Zevia last night because it's usually at night when I do it. So I don't want to have any caffeine. So one of the caffeine free Zevias, I'll do a face mask. I'll focus on putting a lot of stuff under my eyes for puffiness. Maybe you could do a little gua sha if you want to really help that puffiness. And then I woke up because I cried last night this morning and I'm really not puffy at all. I feel fine. And maybe someone else would be like, no, you're like a tiny bit puffy. But I, if I'm not seeing it, I feel like that's good. Because usually I would analyze my face the next day and be like, oh my gosh, wait, now I can't do anything and yada, yada, yada. And I would notice that headache feeling and all of that. And I think a lot of that would come from the stuffiness, which I think was released in the shower. And I mean, I blew my nose after, okay? It was, it was loud. <laughs> Noah said he knew, that's how he knew I was done because he could hear me blowing my nose, uh, which was pretty funny. Okay, but... I also pulled up this thing um, from nurturescienceprogram.org and they're talking about how crying should not be seen as a sign of weakness. It is a signal that you have is a signal that you have deep feelings to share. Think about that. We all have deep feelings to share. And maybe you think like you're what you're going through isn't that serious, but it is to you. What you're going through is valid. So if we can try and realize that what's behind some of those negative emotions that we've been told are negative, we can kind of free and just like let it release it a little bit instead of being afraid of our emotions. I think sometimes that's why people don't want to cry is we're kind of afraid of negative emotions and we just feel like it, we're letting out negativity. But in reality, when you ignore it, it's still there. It doesn't go away. It's just being stored in your body and that is heavy. So when you let it out, you can, you're freeing up more room in your body for positive feelings, for joy, for abundance, for excitement. It's okay. Uh, but I'm reading this. It says, when we cry with deep emotions, it automatically evokes gut feelings of empathy in the other person. Oh, what is this saying? Deep belly breaths of crying also activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which help you recover from stress, regulate your blood pressure, heart rate, and breathing. Dude, I love that. Like, that is enough for me. I also went online on Healthline and has nine ways crying may benefit your overall health. Number one, it detoxifies your body, okay? Emotional tears contain stress hormones and other toxins. Researchers have theorized that crying flushes these things out of your system. Boom. You see that? You're literally flushing out toxins. Okay, that girl who said that she thinks that's going to be studied more, maybe she's right. Number two, it helps you self-soothe. Crying may be one of your best mechanisms to self-soothe. Researchers have found that crying activates your parasympathetic nervous system, and the parasympathetic nervous system is what helps your body rest and digest. The benefits are not immediate. However, it may take several minutes of shedding tears before you feel the soothing effects of crying. Number three, it dulls pain. Crying for long periods of time releases oxytocin and uh, endorphins. Those feel-good chemicals can help ease both physical and emotional pain. I love that. Oxytocin gives you a sense of calm or well-being. Number four, improves your mood. When you sob, you may take in quick, cool breaths of air. What does that have to do? Helps you regulate and even lower the temperature of your brain. 
Okay. Number five, rally support. Oh, because it helps you connect other people. That's nice. Number six, helps you recover from grief. Okay. That is very true. Grieving is a process. It says it involves periods of sorrow, num numbness. Oh, shoot. Guilt and anger. Crying is particularly important during periods of grieving. It may even help you process and accept the loss of a loved one. Everyone goes through grieving in different ways. If you find that your crying is extreme, okay, or, or interfering with your daily life, it would be good to check in with a therapist. That I agree with. If you do feel like the crying is interfering with your daily life, then I would obviously seek, just talk to someone. Also, Talking to someone no matter what is never a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with reaching out and seeking help. Number seven, restores emotional balance. Doesn't It says crying doesn't always happen in response to something sad. Sometimes you cry when you are happy, scared, or stressed. Uh, researchers at Yale believe crying in this way may help to restore emotional equilibrium. That's nice. Eight and nine are helps babies breathe <laughs> and helps babies sleep. So, hey, we all were once babies. If babies, if it helped them breathe and sleep, we are just grown-up babies. So... I'll take it. I know this is a short episode, but I just want to start feeling proud that yes, I have a crying routine. I get in the shower, I put on the music that makes me sad, and I sob, and then I get out, I self-care, and I feel better. I'm not ashamed of it because I used to feel so numb to all of these emotions that I held on to. And now people will always ask me, how are you getting over this? What is helping you move on from this? Letting my emotions out. And crying is how I release those emotions. And I'm not ashamed of it. I might sound silly for having a crying routine. And maybe you can just cry whenever you feel sad. And if so, I think that is great. But my body hasn't gotten back to a place where it lets me yet. Not that it doesn't let me, but I have held off from crying for so long. I've told myself not to cry for so long that I have to set myself up a crying routine to let those emotions out. If not, they will just bubble and bubble and bottle up in my body until I can't take it anymore. And it comes out in a less controlled, more extreme manner. And I like that this has become a healthy way for me to cope and grieve the loss of my mom, to cope with the things from my childhood and to feel better in my everyday life. And I'm taking back for me, I'm taking back the power that comes with crying. I'm no longer seeing myself as weak as I was told as a kid. I'm now seeing how strong I am for accepting that I need to release these, release these emotions and letting myself do it in a safe space that feels good to me. So if I could just help one person out there that maybe has been feeling numb or afraid to cry or just feels like it's a burden, I'm just here to tell you crying is normal. Crying is not weak. Crying is it's a normal human body function and it releases all those good things that I just told you, okay? I am so proud of you for whatever you've gone through. You are so strong and resilient and everyone needs to cry sometimes and that's okay. I love you so much and I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you all next time. Bye!